Y'all ready to be history? It started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars, George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Austrian Audio, making passion heard. And Tribooth, don't forget the code TRIPAP200 to get $200 off your purchase. And speaking Tribooth, I think you were at VO Atlanta doing a bit of Tribooth work there, George. Well, I was. They, they double dipped us. They, they had me paying to sponsor and Tribooth. So, wow! There you go. There, there. What, what, what were you at? Two there. booths? Did you actually have two booths? I, guys, I can't even be, and begin to explain why we did this. But yeah, that is actually what happened. We had two booths right next to each other, with a tri booth in the middle. No, and uh, great idea. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So um, so yeah. So I split my time talking tri booth with folks with Rick and showing doing demos and stuff, and then talking to folks about George the Tech. And tossing round mouse pads with my logos on them into the audience at the keynote. Uh, I closing saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Can I have like one? Frisbee, frisbee. I was beaming people with those things. Beaming they were, them. They hilarious. were going hard. Vincent yeah. brought me one. Who did? Oh, he did? But I oh, used okay, a trackball. Cool. I always picked you for a trackball type of guy, Robert. I'll be honest. Don't know why. Oh, I saw. Yeah, I yeah, bet Robert I'm has a trackball. Pretty ball. ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> I had a really nice time hanging out with Vincent from Source Elements. Really good dude. And... Uh, it was just, it was a lot of fun. We had a night, we had lunch together and just, you know, this is why we go to these conferences. Us as vendors, we want to sell. But for me being in this business, as long as I've been here, you know, interacting with voice actors since 2005 and it's just, there's so many people to connect with. And, um, I came home healthy. I feel fit as a freaking fiddle. Thank goodness. I think I was taking emergency every single day and other than that, I, I mm. wore a mask on the plane. That was about it. So I feel fine. I know a lot of people will not. Um, this is statistically going to happen, but I'm feeling great. It was a well-attended conference. I think when they topped off the attendees, they have single-day tickets, you know, that brings a few more in. So yeah. they, I think they hit 1,000 mm -hmm. attendees. Wow. That's, that's, that's pretty big. Run, run a lot better than it the It was run <clears> very well. Um, Anna Collins, the CEO, is an, a professional event coordinator to planner. I mean, she's, she is a pro. What I liked about them is they were not off in an office. Yep. You know, like a manager yeah. at a grocery they were store. On the floor. They were out there in the crowd, talking to people, interacting, constantly involved. When Anna, you know, when, you know, we all, there are some very needy diva voice actors who are some of my friends, by the way. So <laughs> I know you, um, and they're very needy and they have very, very specific needs. And Anna was there accommodating them in, in an incredibly, incredible way. She was really hustling and it was just, yeah, it was very well run from us on the, uh, that's us on the presenter side. I knew it was going to be a good experience for the attendees because it pretty much always was for the most part you know um but it was it was us for us on the back end of things that had the most complaints and um it was extremely well done um i think and yeah the the expo hall was packed the space they had set up for the expo hall every single booth was accommodated they they really couldn't fit another one in there 
which was really impressive. Um, there were vendors there of all kinds. BSW was there representing Pro Audio. A vendor rep from Rode, I think his name was Brian. I apologize, Brian, right now for dropping your name. Um, not, if I can't, if I'm not saying the right name, um, but um, he was a busy dude. <laughs> he was real busy answering questions, showing off the new um, Roadcaster Pro 2, but really the bell of the ball, tech-wise, other than Tribooth, which had a lot of great responses and sold. We actually sold a few. Right oh, off, well done, uh, to folks. Yeah, um, but the um, the the Road NT1 fifth gen with the USB 32-bit float was a big splash, and all of us techies were playing around with it. I did some tests with it. I got to understand better how a 32-bit float mic can actually work and actually do what it advertises, and it did. And uh, I was very impressed. Um, considering you're buying a $250 Rode NT1, and they throw in <laughs> this feature, there's no sacrifice on the bike. It's just you just get a free feature. Um, it's it's um it's darn impressive. So yeah, it was it was a it was a good show. I got to speak about um, do I need a booth, which was really all about soundproofing and acoustics. Answered a ton of questions. I did a three-hour breakout session on just basically recording voiceover, and I had 12 people, and they're just hungry with questions. We must have talked about mic technique for an hour. Wow. And yeah, it was amazing. And then I was on the, the one out, outside the box panel I was on was the one that Paul Strickwerda hosted about award shows. So I, I was on that panel, which was very interesting. Yeah. And it was talking about the lack there. of transparency uh, in awards and, and the fact that you know, there's some real problems with conflicts of interest with judges and some of these award shows. And, you know, it's like very clearly some issues and it doesn't stop people from paying to register and paying to get nominated and, but they still eat it up. So that was, he was really very, Paul, we know, anybody that knows Paul Gordon knows he does not pull punches. He loves yep. to stir the pot, but he knows what he's talking about, and he did exactly that. So, what I'm yeah. assuming, based on what you've said, and that Paul was chairing that uh, discussion, yeah, he would not be a great fan of award shows for voiceover. He's not, and and this was interesting. Hugh Edwards was on the panel, so we had Hugh Edwards from Gravy for the Brain slash One Voice Awards on yep. that panel. And so you had somebody there who literally runs one talking about from his perspective. And, 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 and clearly it was Paul showing how one organization does it incorrectly and how the other one does it correctly. I mean, he was definitely making an example of One Voice Awards. Like this yeah. is the way it should be done, everybody. So it was, um, it was interesting. But yeah, he wasn't like anti them completely. He was anti doing it the wrong way. And then we had Rob Siglin Paglia, the attorney, also yeah, yeah, there yeah. saying, "I'm really worried about um, the conflicts of interest that that happen with these panels or these judging panels, and it's just not. It's uh, it doesn't feel right. Um." The way some I'm of not a fan. I, I just don't get it. I, I think this whole thing about making a celebrity out of nothing, it just confuses me and I I find it really weird. Uh, I'm, maybe it's the English in me. I, yeah. I just don't, you know, I'm happy to sit here quietly and just do my job and not worry about all that stuff. But um, And I'm not bitter because I've never got an award because I haven't ever got an award. So Your award <laughs> is the getting the job. That's your award, right? Yeah. Is that how you exactly. feel about it? Because that's what a lot of people will say, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Who thought any of these rewards were legit? All they are is something that you buy to be able to have something to put on your website and say that you won awards yeah. so that you can get more jobs, hopefully, for people that are uninvolved in the industry and don't understand that the award is completely purchased. Well, do you totally. feel that way about Emmys, Oscars, Grammys, Tonys too? Same yep. deal? About all across yes. the board? Okay. Yes. I, I, I just think the level of purchasing is way bigger. In a day and age where every child wins a trophy at the local athletics carnival, do you really think that there's serious consideration given to who's going to win a voiceover award? I don't think so. I think it's well, just yeah. so. Here's an example. Here's one that, uh, the movie Tar with Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Now, what I'm hearing, and I don't know how true this is, but it is alleged that that was snubbed because she was perceived as the female equivalent of a middle-aged white man. The accusation was she benefited when everything was white in in Hollywood. And so for that reason, Tar didn't even, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I, so. I, yeah, I wouldn't disagree. And I don't know how true that is, but that's what I've heard from someone on the inside. Uh, the Oscars, the Academy is a highly political, politicized organization. As it's it's the are. same for all of them. All the advertising awards, all the telly awards and the cans and the lions, the, the, the depth, like some of them you literally can just buy. Mm-hmm. And and there's there's no faking it. And then there's others that, you know, like they're behind a huge organization and everything else, but there's all well, kinds of It's such huge business that in LA, half the billboards literally say for your consideration on them. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's how big a business is worth buying a billboard for 200 grand to try to get a lot nominated to win it. Or maybe after you get nominated, you get, you know, so... So award shows across the board, they can be done right. I think I think One Voice Awards does do it pretty well. I think what they do is it's the pan, the judging panel is 100% anonymous. You do not need to pay to be nominated. You cannot nominate yourself. Um, and those are some of the right things, I think, about an awards show thing, if you're going to do an award. But... Um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was an interesting discussion, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, and do you want to talk more about some of the tech stuff? Yeah. I saw? Yeah, I think we I've, we've ventured I'll, enough. I'll throw my words. two cents in. I still don't understand 32-bit in the context of initial capture. Yeah. Well, that would so it, it so I'll, I'll tell you. I'll give you a quick rundown because we we don't have a lot of time, unfortunately, tonight. But a quick rundown was that they were demoing it on Adobe Audition in multi-track mode. So that uh-huh. means it's going to work like multi-track mode, probably in any other doll, right? And yeah. the tricky part was, was well, first of all, um, and we were doing everything on Macs. Uh, the gentleman from Rode was on a Mac. Um, and, um, you know, everybody was working on, on, on Mac. So we were all working in the Mac context. I don't even know if the 32-bit float record function is even supported on Windows yet. It may be, but I'm not sure. So the, everything I'm talking about now is the Mac is from the Mac perspective. Um, but on the Mac, what we found out by plugging the mic into my MacBook was that just setting your recorder to 32-bit float did not work. You actually had to go into audio MIDI setup, which is essentially the sound driver. And, and, and make it, yeah, make it 32-bit. Yes. You can have it 16, 24, 32-bit. That's right. You had to set that. Until we did that, no matter what we tried, we would just get a clipped waveform, period, right? And unfortunately, we didn't troubleshoot that before we had David, um, Dave Fenoy testing it, right? So <laughs> he was very patient, and he likes tech, so he was paid. But we must have had him there for at least half an hour while we farted around. Um, but once we figured out that setting and got it correct, 
Then we found that we were able to um, record in 32-bit float in multi-track, clip the living daylights out of the wave, and then after you're done, there's a wave level fader slider thing that basically adjusts the waves by clip, right? So it's not the fader. It's not the yeah, envelope. It's, 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 it's the actual waveform level. Yeah, so it's click gain, same as in Pro Tools. Click gain. Sort of thing. Is that right. right? Yeah. So you would take the clip gain and you would pull it down or you could use normalize. Where did you set your gain? Don't have to. Just right, don't have exactly. to. exactly. So how did you clip it? Well, there, the, you don't have to set the gain, but there is a gain slider on the Mac because you're, you're adjusting the input gain setting on the mic through the sound driver of the Mac. So if you go to sound okay. panel, a uh, sound control panel, and you go to input mm -hmm. and you see a little slider, you can arbitrarily choose where to put the slider. So what I want to know is, is that controlling the analog mic preamp? Because if it's not, it's, excuse my French, bullshit. Yeah, it is controlling the, the digital, uh, your, your digital system, the driver, is talking to the hardware and controlling the hardware's gain pot gain level digitally the analog like it, yeah right so so you can if you're recording in 24 bit right it's a conventional usb mic absolutely no difference you can clip the crap out of it if you want you can do just you know whatever no problem if you record in 32 bit float you can arbitrarily set the gain setting you can just guess somewhere in the middle so that the waveform isn't really nastily clipped if you want or if you want to show off to your friends, slide it all the way to the right where it just is horribly clipped. And then when you're done, you just clip, gain, adjust. Now, I, I'd, I'd use normalize because it's super stupid easy. But you just renormalize that clip and Bob's your uncle. No clipping, period. Wow. End, of, end of story. <laughs> it just worked. Here's what I don't get and don't believe, basically. Yeah. Okay. If it didn't set the analog mic level, then there's absolutely no benefit and actual harm because you're not optimizing your gain stage. Right. And I know for a fact that 32-bit is a 23-bit capture of the shape of the waveform. That's the actual capture. And then it has an 8-bit chunk that is the gain. So, and 1-bit that Something is the like sign. That. Yeah. Okay? So if you're not setting the analog mic preamp, you're basically just not doing your job and you're getting the probably the worst performance out of it because you're capturing at such a low level so it can cover any situation where it might clip. Yeah. And then it's using all fake digital gain after the fact. Right. I don't yes and fucking no. get it, man. So I don't get once it. you get one of the mics, which I mean guaranteed you will have one at some point, right? It's yeah. only a two hundred fifty dollar mic. Yeah. You'll be able to do some real real world tests in a studio that's quiet and you can do some ABs between a properly gain set modulated 24 bit 96 wave and then do another one with the fader slammed at the top and the bottom of the range and do another test with 32 bit float, normalize, match yeah. levels, blah, blah, blah. And then you can listen to it and see in the real world how they match up. I couldn't do that at the show. I mean, it was on the trade show floor. So I, I could record in both settings, compare them, listen, and hear no difference, but that didn't mean anything. I also recorded to my podcaster, the Centrance podcaster, as an, another control and recorded on that. And, you know, you, you could not hear a difference on a track. It was too noisy. I couldn't, and I didn't have time to go to an ISO booth uh, to do it either. So anyway, 
this is all anecdotal and we played with it and I watched it work and I saw the magic happen. The, 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 the secret thing is not the, the fact that it has no gain setting that concerns you. It's how the algorithm chooses which of the four signal chains that are in the mic is used. Because what it's doing is it's mathematically combining four separate AD, preamp AD converter chains. And it's taking the output of those four chains and doing the maths to give you your output, right? Um, and so, that's so the it interesting is capturing part. With, it is capturing with three different actual four. or four different actual analog gain settings. That's right. And, and so then, using that, you okay. I don't know what those ranges are because that's obviously Rode's secret sauce, right? This is proprietary. But um, the mic is capturing 138 decibels of dynamic range. So its self-noise is 4 dB. Its maximum input level is 142, which went up, by the way. I swear to God, it was less. <laughs> and I, the guy's like, nope, look at the spec sheet. It says 142. I said, okay. They must just like the number 42 like me. I don't know. Is, but, it, is <laughs> it the NT1 or the NT1A? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Bolted this on to? Oh, the NT1A is essentially dead. Um, okay, so they bolted it onto an actual NT1. Yeah, yeah the NT1 is, decent this one. is an NT1 okay. with this new chip, this new circuit nice. board inside, right? So, I mean, um, I, yeah, I, so I I'll think it's going to be good for video game capturing. I think that's yeah. where it's going to be really popular because you can send this out to an actor or get the actor to buy one. They can put it up in their booth. And there's no more of this monkey business of oh, the level should the level should float somewhere around minus eighteen, which absolutely nobody knows what that actually means. And every game company puts it on there. I'm calling you out, Bright Skull, because you won't return my email about this. But it's like um, I want to know what that means, Bright Skull. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tell me. Um, but uh, you, you put it on all your scripts. Come on. Speak up, um, but yeah, it's 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 going to make that stuff easier, and that's why I thought it was fun to test it with Dave because Dave did some battle chatter, the typical, okay, I'm telling you, and then he goes to the full thing to a full out shout, you know, yeah, and that was a really good test for it. So, um, could I have recorded Dave in 24 bit, just set the gain a little lower, and made sure I wasn't clipping my mic or my pre? Of course, it an you know, I, it works. I did it both ways. But um, into, once the Mac, once you can really streamline it so that you don't have to trick the Mac system into recording the correct bit rate and stuff, yeah. and it becomes really intuitive, it's going to be, it will, I think it will be pretty revolutionary. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, the mic has a self noise of four, <laughs> four dB. It is a quiet mic, you know? Well, I must, yeah, I must chase them up and make sure we um, do, do get uh, our mics to test because it does sound intriguing to, yeah, Robert. I mean, Robert, I've listened to you explain this a million times. So I've been really like on your, I, because I, I trust you completely as an authority of pro audio, right? Like, and I always have listened to you and, and, and I've used your examples of, you know, dynamic nice, range and all nice this stuff. Way, yeah, but yeah. when I saw it actually working and, and I had a better explanation of what it was doing and that there is some voodoo <laughs> because there has to be an algorithm that does that math to combine those different channels. You know, or chains. If, if they are actually capturing different analog gain settings, then it's a completely different thing than what I'm talking about. Right, and that, that's the surprise, this, right? Yeah. I, I was on, completely on the same page with you when, when the F3 recorder from Zoom came out, and this Zoom has a new desktop audio interface that's 32-bit float also, you know? It's been advertising on Instagram yeah. like effing crazy. I, 
they they got my number. I see it every day. Um, and it's just a it's a Scarlet two i two, but with thirty two boot float, right? Just plug in your mic and go. But um, I will much more quickly trust the road product over the Zoom product. Zoom still has to earn my business. I their quality of their preamps just is not. It's just not been there. Um, yeah. But yeah, if that's if that's what the Zoom F three is doing, they haven't they haven't done a good job of explaining it, and that's where Rode impresses the hell out of me. Not only do they make affordable, amazing tech, but they do an incredibly good job of training people and teaching concepts and how they work. The videos they released are excellent. You know, watch the two videos they have on the NT one fifth gen, um, and um, you know they're they they're, they seem no, to be Rode, doing a lot of things right, and they're really impressive. Road makes good products where they think about exactly who they want to address with that product, yeah. and the feature set is just like there, nothing more, nothing less. Um, sometimes they miss a mark here and there, like by putting hard gates instead of expanders where there should be hard gates. Yeah. But in general, they they get it from the user side, but also from the efficiency of the engineering side. Right. Um, yeah, so that's and, right. And that's they, why yeah. their tools are based in you know, are overwhelmingly now digitally controlled firmware devices. And that's yeah. to to bring it around. That's why we're coming out with the Passport yeah. VL. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we want to go another direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, when everybody's going firmware, digital, console, uh, control panels, on and on and on and on and on. I was able to finally share with the public pictures of the, the, the device. And I was showing on my iPad, so it threw people for a loop because they kept touching it. Oh, they thought it was like a virtual yeah. interface. Yes, they, the they com- thought they were turning knobs oh, and stuff. I was like, oh, no, no, this is just a rendering. It's just a render. Because the, the render. This, this that, is the first I'm hearing it from your voice. I mean, I knew you were talking to people about it, but just heard like, oh, people were happy. Like, it's no, good to hear. No, it got really good actual, feedback. I mean, this is what I've How been, many did you sell? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nah. Well, you know, I posted question. it on social and I said, you know, you need to contact us if you're interested. I said, just go to the Pro Audio Suite and let us know. We're, we're, we're only doing a run of 100, right? We're only doing a run of 100, folks. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to be telling everybody <laughs> about this thing for a period of time. When we've decided it's time, we're going to open up the web page and start taking orders. Those orders are going to be taken on the Centrance website, folks, not on ours. This is, they are yeah. selling it. And when that 100 is sold out, that 100 is sold out. It doesn't mean it. there will never be another one, but that's going to be that no, run. No, but there would have we, to be another batch. Yeah, we don't know yeah, how long it'll be for the next run to come out. So this is, this is going to be exciting. Um, I, the responses on my social has been almost overwhelmingly positive. You know, one guy's like, oh, I don't know if it'll replace my Mix Pre 3. And I'm like, well, no. it's. I mean, it will for many things, and it won't for everything. Because a Mix Pre yeah. 3 is another one of these digitally controlled firmware-based devices. So Yeah, but the Mix 3 3 would probably have, in all honesty, a better preamp and a recorder. We don't know that. We, we cannot say that for sure, right? We won't know That's until true. we run this thing. And we're all going to be testing it. People are like, be saying, please let me know when I can test one. Please let me know when I can test one. And my answer is essentially, yeah, you can test one as soon as you buy one. As soon as you get one. There are, no, exactly. there are not going to be review units. <laughs> yeah. There's not going to be influencer deals. There's not going to be a YouTuber thing. This thing's going to be sold to you guys, period. If you want yeah, one, you're going to buy one. And if you don't like it, we're going to buy it back from you. Test units add to cost, right? So, you know, we've got to yeah. provide them for free. That adds to the cost that we've got to sell them to you guys at. So... 
Yeah, we can't do that. Can't we're, do that. And should we should we mention what we're planning to sell it for? Sure. Um, not. I mean, sure. has, has yeah. the price point been locked in? I believe it has. I believe it so has. But it, if you're not feeling really, confident, so we it, won't mention it yet. I I did mention it online in an answer to. I'll tell you what. Question, you can you so. can put the price point out there and then bleep it out, and then the Patreon people can hear the price. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a big enough draw, but well, no, no, but there's um, nobody on Patreon, so don't worry about it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. My so mom will find out. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's um, no, we're, we're the the target price. It, unless something in surprises us with manufacturing or supply or whatever, the target price is six ninety nine US. Six hundred ninety nine. That's pretty good for what you get. Six ninety nine. So it was seven hundred. I thought it was going to be five ninety nine. Damn it. Yeah, we would love that price, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would. Five ninety nine because there's so much of a a, so much of an the internals of this thing are so complex compared to it's two it's two interfaces. Yeah, this thing is literally without you know it's literally two audio interfaces inside. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to. You don't have to understand how they work together. You just have to know which to set for which purpose. Mm-hmm. We're going to have really easy to follow instruction cards in this thing. We're obviously going to have incredibly good videos about how to use this thing. Say, George will be making some good videos. I would be thinking. Absolutely. Put in a simple way, it's two audio interfaces with a router mixer. Mm-hmm. It's got the mix minuses so that you can record yourself. And be on a uh, communications tool, whether it be Source Connect, Zoom, or whatnot, and they will not step on each other. You can be on a Windows computer. The nightmare of audio multitasking. And record a backup. And record a backup. <laughs> yeah, you can. You you have that flexibility with this thing, and it will. We designed this thing. The four of us, really in concert with Michael Goodman of Centrance, really five of us, but the four of us here. Drove what? I think he undesigned it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it is really hard when you're so passionate about what you want a product to do, and a manufacturer says, "I can't do something," and, yeah. and it's it is frustrating. Yeah. There are certain things we couldn't do due to the constraints. I'm of glad its... we didn't get together in a single room and do it. Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> Can man. you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine the flying the chairs? The yeah. Flying yeah. chairs. Yeah. But yeah, we had it was a very interesting process. I've never done anything like it before. I know Robert's no, done right. a lot of products. I've, I've he, done the. I've done the. Product. He's done product. Yeah. I haven't really done anything at this level. It was a fascinating process. It was. A lot of time, but it was also really interesting and fun. I got to figure out how to do f- signal flow diagrams, and um, yeah, they were very good. They and were good. It was really, yeah, it was really cool to see how the signal, you know. And, and as soon as I sent it to Robert, he'd make it worse, and I would have to figure. It out. <laughs> <laughs> there is a three-way switch. I think it's yeah. the only three-way switch, but there is one three-way switch on the unit that makes it do things that don't exist anywhere else. Yep. Which makes it makes it really exciting. It's it's essentially several different Centrance products with a mind meld with other things that other products can't do yeah, all in one little just, box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's everything that, from my perspective at least, it was what is the tool that I want a voiceover person to have in their hands so that my job is easier and and yep. I can easily get from them what I need and and I don't get from them what I don't need like echoing and other crazy stuff yeah so it's yep. simplified but it has that three-way switch yeah you know, it has has your stereo minus 10 recording mm-hmm. so you 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 know because it's not 32 bit it's a um, safety lock. we have a safety <laughs> yeah. track right with a separate yeah. channel right. that yep. is safety so that you don't overdrive your preamp when you're doing battles battle chatter. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or if you're the type of VO that's got like a, you know, a 416 and a U87, you can capture both of those. You absolutely can if you or, want. You could yeah. literally do what they right. do in a lot of pro commercial studios, which is have a close mic and a far mic. Yep. Um, yep. You can. Or yep. you can record your clients barking orders at you. That's right. So that you can you record can, your voice <laughs> coach. You yep. can record your voice coach and have that captured for, for training later. You can do podcasting. Three products with one switch. It really <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. Indeed. It is. So it's, obviously we're all incredibly proud of it. We're, I can't speak for the others, but for me, this is a really a big deal. I've, I've wanted to have a product like this for over 10 years. It's something I've been excited about for a really long time. Yep. And it just popped up on a show. Man, it did, didn't this it thing doesn't exist. It was, Should it we make it? Serendipitous. Should we do it? Let's I mean, do I mean, it. We, we had finished had an like, episode. We had to like shit. pull you back a little bit. Be like, George. I know. I <laughs> yeah. was ready. I, I was ready to just say, T- who the are these guys? <laughs> Never mind. Let's go to Michael. I was ready. To, <laughs> that's how excited I was. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do an end around on anybody. But I was so so excited to get it going. I would have done it on my own if I could have. But this was a team effort. We all contributed to it, and we all we all made sure that it was going to be user friendly and still do some things that are not possible with any mm. other product without a lot of knowing, a lot of know how. Yeah, uh, you know, also, yeah, or language as well, or at least important. the difference in yes. cost in other boxes to make it do what our box does in one box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. What, you'd have to buy like a gold digger. You'd have to buy a. Um, a second interface, right? Because like just it, those two things alone, and you're above the yeah, price point. I know the yeah. gold diggers I've installed in studios. Which, if you guys don't know what this is, it's just a four mic selector box. You know that just lets you select four different mics really cleanly with no with no noise, and lets you level match them if you need to. And then, and what we use them for is to really to switch two mics and then have a third position for a mute. That's what I do with the gold digger. Mm-hmm. I could do it all the mm-hmm. time. That's a four hundred dollar US switcher box. Okay, yeah, just for perspective. Included in this interface. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's everyone. It's, yeah. it's in there, guys. So um, there's a there's a proper mic button, a mic mute button. How many products for voiceover exist that have a mic mute button dedicated on the hardware until you get to the really expensive end of the things? Not, none. Mm-hmm. And even on the expensive ones, the mute button doesn't actually mute the mic. It only mutes it in your headphones. So yes. it's not really muting. Yeah. This one's going to actually mute the freaking mic. Yeah. Mute the Spare the client yeah, all you like. Mute it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, we're really proud of decent it. Decent meter. How many boxes have a somewhat decent meter that's not in the computer? Yeah, a good yeah. meter. Zero. Yeah. A good 10, a good two to one compressor that c- kicks in around minus 10. It's very smooth. Um, a good high pass filter um, on each channel. Separate phantom power separate, for each That microphone. was a thing we had to go lot. We had a lobby for that one too. Separate yeah, phantom power. Actually, not yeah. one we did. I can't believe how much we get to fight for that one. That was crazy. Yeah, that was the yeah. thing. But I was like, that will set this product apart from other products. This, yeah. the uh, Everything else has a single phantom power switch until you get to the really high-end expensive stuff. And this mm-hmm. is, so I, I'll leave it at this because I, I do have to go. It is the yin to the Apollo twin yang. Yang. Yeah. Right? If if you've been using an Apollo twin even for five, ten years, and you and you're just hopelessly frustrated with the complexity for no reason and it's just for no good reason, because you don't use any of the dumb DSP stuff, you just don't need it. This is this is the solution. So yeah. And by the way, it's gonna work with Chrome too. 
That's right. It will work with Chrome. <laughs> yeah. It will work it's with anything. Like Apollo. Yeah. So and anyway. Got also, you know, you've got a direct line in as well. So if you've got a fancy preamp that you That's want right. to use. Or it's designed to take preamps, you that high. Speaker output. Speaker so outputs. Your, it, and, and it handles the speaker output properly so there's no feedback. Balanced speaker outputs and unbalanced speaker output. Both. Yeah. So That's you right. can plug in either kind Or an alternate easily. headphone output for your booth. Yeah. Al- yeah. So you can you run, run another headphone. It really is flexible. It's crazy. I, everybody yeah. that looked at it, that especially the audio-oriented people that looked at it, were all blown away with with it. And you guys are going to be too. Check it out on. It'll be up on the site as soon as Robbo has a chance to put it up there. It'll it'll be. It will be up um, there now. We'll just. Yep, absolutely. And yeah, yep. you'll be able to start looking at it and telling us when, telling us that you want one, and then we'll be taking orders when we're. When we're good and ready. That's so, yeah, we'll, we're not going to string you along, but it, we need to make sure you guys are ready because we do need to get that big pre-sale happening. Yeah. The first five purchasers can join us on our on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting incentive. Yeah, the first 10 people on the thing are going to be guests of the show. Yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of fun things we we can cook up, so stay Great. tuned. Yeah, yeah. And it won't be doing things like this when you actually open up. <laughs> oh, no more <laughs> mic speaker feedback. Exactly. That's it. No more feedback. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite. With thanks to Tribooth. And Austrian Audio. Recorded using Source Connect. Edited by Andrew Peters. And mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging. With tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say good day, drop us a note at our website. Theproaudiosuite.com.